Thank you for joining me, Jay. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. This is a uh, very big day for Wisconsin, for democracy. It happens to be President's Day, but uh, it's got uh, a lot of good things for Wisconsin as well because of what's happened in the Capitol today. So we're going to have to go back a bit for folks who haven't been keeping up with the goings-on in the legislature. What attempts have state Republicans made over the last month to preempt the Supreme Court's redistricting process? Well, you know, when the Supreme Court declared that the state legislative voting district maps that had been put in place in 2021 and 2022, and then originally in 2011, were unconstitutional, there was a mad scramble on the part of the majority Republicans to try to put in maps that would still advantage them, but that they thought would, you know, at least pass muster with the Supreme Court to some degree. In January, they did try to pass a version of the maps that Governor Tony Evers submitted to the Wisconsin Supreme Court to replace the existing maps, but they were tweaked to advantage Republicans and keep them in the majority. So fair maps groups like Common Cause and and others urged the governor to veto those maps, which he did. And then finally, as the clock is ticking down now towards a Supreme Court decision, Republicans finally realized that the only option they had left really was to put forward the governor's maps in the hopes that they still might be able to have a fighting chance in an election to hold on to their majority. But the maps that the governor put forward dramatically changed the landscape in Wisconsin so that we will basically have 50-50 maps. Wisconsin's a purple state, pretty evenly divided between the two major political parties. And the maps that he signed into law today reflect that fact. They don't favor Democrats. uh, They don't favor Republicans, certainly. They're pretty equal. And each political party will have a chance to be able to win control of the majority if they have good candidates and if they have better ideas that appeal to Wisconsinites. So that's really what we wanted. That's really what the governor said he was interested in doing, is having fair maps so that you know everybody's vote will have equal weight. So what's next? How will the new maps change this year's elections? The new maps will change dramatically, I think, the composition of the legislature, because there will be many pairings. There'll be many, particularly Republican incumbents in some of these gerrymandered districts, will have to face off against each other in the primary elections this August. And the districts have been redrawn, so the Democrats, who previously had no chance to win many of those districts, will now have a pretty good chance or an even chance to win them. So I suspect, unless there is some huge wave election for one side or the other, and a wave election is when, you know, there's a huge sweep by Democrats or Republicans. You know, that just often doesn't happen in Wisconsin. It's usually 50-50. But I think we will see vast changes in the uh, political composition of the legislature. And again, much more, much closer to a 50-50 split in each legislative chamber. And more, more importantly, I think each political party has a fighting chance to win control. And so that's the major change we'll see. Now, the other reason these maps are better than a court-imposed map that the Wisconsin Supreme Court might have just picked one and said, here's the new map, is because when you have legislation signed by the governor, that becomes a law, and the force of law is much less susceptible to a legal challenge than a court-imposed map. And so if there had been a court-imposed map, we might well see a different map if the 
composition of the Wisconsin Supreme Court were to change in the election in 2025, when Justice Ann Walsh Bradley is up, if she were to lose and conservatives were to gain control, they could impose their own map. Or if a Republican governor is elected in 2026, they could all change a court-imposed map. Much more difficult to do with a law that is in place. So we are likely to see these maps be in place until 2031, which is when the next redistricting process occurs. And that provides certainty and, you know, a real sense of stability, I think, for Wisconsin voters so that we don't have to have this gigantic fight over redistricting every year as we as we seem to have had the last few years. So I think that's a positive development. Backing up a bit to clarify, Mm -hmm. this won't require all state lawmakers to run for their seats this year, only the ones that are already at the end of their terms? Well, it will require everybody in the state assembly to run in 2024 because those elections are every two years if for people that serve in the assembly. So all of all 99 assembly people will run again, but only half of the state Senate because state senators have four year terms. So only people that were elected four years ago in 2020 and are running for re-election or retirements and new ones, uh, those are what we call the even-numbered state Senate districts, they will all be up this year. And then the other half of the state Senate will be up for election in 2026. And, And that's how it's always been in Wisconsin. But that's right, just half of the state Senate and all of the members of the Assembly. My understanding is that numerous state Democrats actually voted against this bill, but some, including Senator Mark Spreitzer of Beloit, stood behind the governor when he signed it into law this morning. Why do you think that is? Some Democrats thought that it would be more advantageous for them if the court were to select one of the other maps that they were considering. And indeed, some of those maps might have given the Democrats a couple more seats But those were maps that obviously would not have passed in the legislature because the Republicans currently control the maps. But uh, Senator Spreitzer, Senator Brad Paff, a number of other Democrats, uh, even uh, Senator Hesselbein, the Democratic leader, have all put out statements today praising the governor's action because these maps are much better for Democrats than the current maps are. And although they might not be an ideal map for giving them absolute outright control, it gives them a fighting chance to, to win control of both chambers of the legislature. So that's why I think you're seeing all Democrats rallying around. And of course, Republicans, although they would prefer to have huge majorities, you know, they, they, they voted for this, uh, this legislation. And so all of them had better stand behind it as well. And also, you know, we'll be very interested to see if there'll be any court challenges by Republicans and conservatives. Uh, there shouldn't be. These maps are very stable. And I think they could withstand any legal challenge. But, you know, again, uh, the Republicans are, you know, they're not, re- not they're not happy at all with today because because they will be losing the huge gerrymandered majorities that they put in place 13 years ago. I think that covers all of my questions. But is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Anything they should keep an eye on? Well, I think the thing to keep an eye on is that uh, many of the districts that are currently in place for your state assembly and state senate are changed rather significantly by today's new law that's that's been signed into law today by Governor Evers. And so, you know, pay, pay some close attention ab- about how your district has changed, and that'll all come out in newspapers, and, and you will certainly hear about it. But it may be that certain areas that you are in now, a, a certain assembly person or state senator that you have now, will no longer be that that representative and that you'll have either new people 
altogether or a different incumbent uh, state senator or state representative representing your district. So, you know, you need to pay attention to that and a little bit, too, about your district and how it's changed. But again, all that information will be forthcoming in the weeks and months ahead. And I would think that by the August primary and then the November general election, most importantly, everybody will have a, a pretty good sense of what their district looks like, who the candidates are. And this is the most important thing. I think so many more Wisconsinites will now have a chance to have their voice heard at the polling place. Because again, uh, there'll be the, the many more competitive elections throughout Wisconsin. You know, Madison, uh, the Madison area is pretty solidly Democratic. So we're not going to see a lot of change in this area, although you'll see districts change a bit. And there's certain parts of Wisconsin that are, you know, extremely Republican. And and so there won't be a lot of change there. But there'll be changes on the margin and that'll, that'll, that'll result in probably different majorities or, you know, much closer majorities of, of Republicans or Democrats overall for control of the legislature. Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, Jay. Does that cover everything for you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. (laughs) Great, Mark. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Jay Heck, Executive Director of Common Cause Wisconsin. He says the new voting maps signed into law this morning reflect Wisconsin's political landscape as a purple state, and this year's elections will be more competitive. 